Thank you, Jesus. Heart was in there. You know, it's interesting when you study revivals that every time... Have you ever thought about what revival is? You know, that sometimes we think revival is something that happens outside in society. But actually, revival is something that happens in church. What you see in society is not revival. It's a result of revival. And it's the church that needs to be revived, okay? Uh, it's most of the times when a new revival starts, you will find that one of the emphasis is very often is what does it mean to be a Christian? Because of, as we gradually, after a revival dies out, and, and so, uh, we're ending up having different definitions of what it means to be a Christian. And very often these definitions is something we come up with according to our background, our experiences, our culture, whatever you may have gone through life. And what happened is that gradually we adapt Jesus into our culture and not us becoming more like him. Okay? You know, like in the, if you go to the South in America, there, was, there are still churches there that are segregated, okay? Uh, I remember there was a preacher, he came from South Africa and he was invited and suddenly they cancelled it because he was, they thought he was black, okay? And uh, so it's very important when we talk about revival is that you and I, it's us who have to be revived, okay? And uh, there is a scripture in Mark seven thirteen that actually says that you know, we, we, we brought up to say God can do anything. God is the most powerful being. But Mark 7, 13 actually says there's something more powerful than the word of God. And that's our traditions. Okay? You know, that, you know the, 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 the Jewish people, they had the, the Torah, what we call the Old Testament. And then they had the oral law. This was what they said, that this is what Moses said. And when it was passed on from generation to generation. But have you ever thought, have you, you know, when once the story started getting passed on, have you noticed it started changing? You know, we, uh, you can, uh, you, you, you can uh, tell a story and then it goes through five people and the fifth person tells it back to you and you don't recognize the story. Because this is how we are as people. Because of, you know, we hear differently yeah. according to where we are at that moment when we are hearing. And, uh, you know, but in Corinthians it talks about that the devil is an angel of light. Okay? If you ask Hollywood, they don't portray the devil as the angel of light. They portray him more like uh, Count Dracula. Uh, you know Dracula? Yeah. You never hear of him anymore. He used to be very famous. You know, you know he was a real person. He lives in Transylvania, near somewhere in Romania. Okay, and uh, but anyway, that uh, 
if you start thinking about what is an angel of light, obviously that is something that appears good. Okay? Uh, have you noticed with sin that short term sin is nice? The problem is the long term effect of sin. But if there was not something, a kind of pleasure in sin, you wouldn't be tempted. Amen? Yes. No, I don't know. Do you get tempted by a cucumber? Eat this cucumber. When, if you do, you need to be delivered. <laughs> okay. You don't wake up, oh, I could really eat a whole bowl of carrots now. Or spinach, so something healthy, okay. But so so so, and one of the things that because I grew up in the word of faith movement, so to speak, and and a lot of the things that I was taught at the time, it sounded right. But when I start thinking about it, I'm not so sure that it was right because of. What the devil had managed to do as an angel of light, he will, he will not tell you a lie. Do you understand? He will tell you what we call a white lie, where there is a big measure of truth in it. And when he will tell you that so many times, so, that be, so you heard it so many times, that we ending up thinking this is the truth. And one of the things that is important we understand is that one of the things that, that, that many people struggle with faith because the way faith has been taught is not the way the Bible teaches it. You know, that I was brought up that, you know, you heard phrases and we all used the phrases. I've done it myself where we say, I stand in faith for, I believe for, I'm praying for. Okay? But if you notice with these statements, it's always in the future. Amen? But that's not faith. Faith is now. Amen? Faith is now. And, and like, one of the things that we have to understand is that um, when we, uh, you heard me say so many times, and you hear me say it so many more times because it needs to be so, so ingrained in us because of because uh, it needs to be second nature that we have to understand that you are uh, in a different kingdom and that's why that most Christians are here they're always negative I'm telling you they're not in the kingdom a preacher who tells about you go all to hell and so I'm telling you they're not preaching the gospel because you don't need to be anointed to do that. You could just be angry. Amen? The, the, the gospel is the good news. But the thing is, it's so vital we understand that when you enter into a new kingdom, everything changes. Okay? And in, in the world we came from, we're living according to, what can I say, you, uh, like, you do something and you get rewarded. No, you go to work, you get your salary, and so on and so forth. This is how the world works. Amen? And, but, and very often, we can take that with us into the kingdom of God. So, I need to be good. God blesses me. If I'm bad, I understand why I'm not blessed. 
And you know, the problem with that kind of thinking, the devil can find tens thousands of reasons for why God should not bless you. But the one thing we have to understand, that in the kingdom of God, provision, blessing, anything you need, is based upon inheritance. Okay? Inheritance is something you can only receive. You can't earn it. Now, in the olden days, they had this, they had this law about that the, the firstborn uh, uh, inherit twice as much as the West. Do you understand? Uh, in, the, in, the, in some cultures, it was only the boys who, who inherited. I remember still, there was a Chinese woman I met. She, she was so bitter because of, uh, she, she, she didn't inherit anything. Uh, her brothers got everything. She got nothing. Okay, but it's not. But inheritance has to do with what someone else has achieved. Okay, and and one of the things that is so important we realize there is that in the kingdom of God, everything that is available to you is available through inheritance. Now you have to understand this is where the devil have really lied to us, and we believing it. Because what the devil tells us, and if you think about it, it makes no sense at all. That we've been led to believe, many Christians believe this, that the blessing and all the good things in heaven, you will get it when you die. That's right. No, no, like when you go to heaven, everything will be fine. So just endure now. You know, you might be sick now, but once you go to heaven, you are whole. But think about it. It makes no sense that I get the inheritance of Jesus when I die. No, I, do, you, do you understand? It, it makes no sense. When should I have the inheritance? When he died. Amen? But this is what religion have twisted our thinking to think that I will gay, get my inheritance when I, when I die. Do, do you understand? But you're not supposed to have your inheritance when you die. Can I, can you, I get my inheritance from my parents when I die. What am I supposed to do with it then? Yeah, <laughs> no. oh. yeah this is my last will. You will have me inheritance when you die. <laughs> no, but, but think about it. This is how we think very often with the gospel. Is that when I go to heaven, everything will be good. When I go to heaven, I, everything will be well. I will, I, I will have no lacks and all these things. But the kingdom of God is based upon inheritance. Amen. Okay? And in, in Colossians uh, 1.12, it says, And giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you, and you can write in your Bible, me. Amen. Okay? Who has qualified me to share... In the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. Yes. Which means the moment I get born again, I am qualified, amen, amen. to share in the inheritance. Amen. Okay? In the inheritance. Do you know what? When Jesus died, he fulfilled the law. 
He said it is finished. He released every blessing that you find is available to you now. Why? Because you are in Him. You know, I, I, I like history and you know, that I'm always, you know, many, you know, one thing that I really like is, uh, you know, especially military history because of, you know, that in, especially the military is, there is a lot of uh, symbolic things. And uh, so, if you ever gone to Buckingham Palace, you saw Lisi. <laughs> okay. It is, uh, you sh- if you speak like her, you should say, Hi, Lisi, it's us. <laughs> Not me, us. We're always, but have you ever noticed the guards, we wear red uniforms? And for me, has, this has always been a puzzle in my head. Because of, if you wear a red uniform in the green grass, it's quite easy to shoot you. There's not much camouflage in that, is it? You, know, you, you would imagine if you are a soldier, you don't want to be seen. But when I, I came across this explanation, that the reason for why we wear red uniforms was because of, in the olden days, when an enemy scout came in the hills to count how many enemy troops there were, they said the color red from a distance just blurs out. So you can't differentiate the individuals. So you just see red. So you can't come up with an exact figure. Okay? So it was protection. Do you know what? And when it came to me, this thing about, do you know, when I'm covered by the blood of Jesus, the enemy can't see me. Amen? Amen. I'm protected. That's my camouflage with red. With the blood. Okay, and as I give you this, you know, the bear skin. Have you ever thought about that one? Why we wear the bear skin? They stole them from Napoleon when they defeated Napoleon at Waterloo. So, so Napoleon had a had a had a regiment called the Grenadiers. You know, the those who shot their cannons, and they were wearing these uh, bear skin hats. And because the regiment defeated, they took their bear skin. And when we start wearing it, since then, and when, anyway, but, but when you become a Christian, you qualify. You qualify to the inheritance of Jesus. And the great news, that's why the Apostle Paul, he says, I always preach Christ crucified. Why? Because he reminds people of, he's dead, and when he's dead, the inheritance is released. It's available now. But the devil twisted it in to make us believe, not, it's not now, it's when you die. But just a simple medita- meditation, say, that makes no sense at all. Okay? It's not my inheritance. It's not, you know, I'm the one who is supposed to inherit. So why should I inherit when I die? No, I inherit when he dies. Okay? So he said, give joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. Ephesians 1.18 says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. 
Okay? This is the NIV, the NIV, the New King James says, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. You know, but that's why the most important thing you should do is open my eyes so that I may see what my inheritance is. Yes. Do you know, once you know what is your inheritance, now it's not, that's the first step for you to claim it. Okay, you can't claim something you don't know what it is. So that's why the Apostle Paul, he asks, he, he prays, I ask that God must open your eyes so that you may see the riches of your inheritance. Yes. Yes. Amen? The riches of your inheritance. You know, you're not, you're, not, you're not an heir to someone who lived off the street. That's right. the, you are an heir of the king of kings. Amen. You are an heir to the And now, everything that he had, everything that he was is yours the moment he died. But we have to act on it. But because we didn't know, because everything that Jesus can, everything that Jesus has, is when we die. No, it's now. It's now. Because Jesus, he said to his disciples, go out and preach that the kingdom of God is at hand. Meaning, the kingdom of God is here now. Uh, and then it makes no sense if we are still supposed to live under the same limitations as this world. But as again, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. For the redeeming knowledge of Christ. Amen? So, and actually in the Amplified it says that, uh, about this verse it says that your heart may be flooded with light. Okay, that our hearts may be flooded with light so that we can see. Now, this world is darkness and we are placed in this world, but we are not placed in this world without a light. Why? Because Jesus, he says, I am the light of the world. And when he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So when he is the light, so when you are in this world of darkness, he makes sure that you he is the light, so you can still see his inheritance for you. Yes, so when you feel illness, if you're in the darkness of this world, you can't see any solution. But he said, I am the light. And because the light floods in, you can see that by his stripes I have been healed. Amen. You can see Philippians 4.19, for so shall my God, glory in Christ. So I'm not quoting proper, but according to his riches, take care of everything. Amen? Amen. So, so remember, the moment you become a Christian, now you are an heir. Yes. Amen. And it's not, down, you know, it's not down to your qualification. An heir benefits from what someone else has achieved. Good, Amen? Amen? Mm. I benefit, because I'm an heir in the kingdom, I benefit for everything that Jesus has done. He, he was made a curse so that I could be a blessing. Yes. He was rejected so that I could be accepted. He was lonely so that he was left alone by the Father so that I could always live in fellowship with the Father. He was made sin so that I could be made righteous. 
He was broken so that I could be made whole. He was made poor so that I could be made rich. Amen? But, we, but religion have twisted these things around, that all these, most of these things is only when you go to heaven. The devil had told us that it's, it's, it's nearly, you're very pious if you have nothing. And I remember one of these popes who died, and, uh, because now it's not necessarily you, uh, you, you become, uh, the pope needs to die. The last pope who died, and there was, so, there was a newspaper article that said, oh yeah, he owned nothing. Like, if that was a sign of being holy, if that was a sign of being holy, the guy living on the street, he's, he's, he's a saint too. <laughs> Do you understand? The, the thing is that it's the devil who are twisted around. Yeah. Do you know, God has never had any intention for mankind to live in lack. Do you know what? God did not put Adam and Eve in the desert, he put them in the garden. No, they ended up in the desert because they were disobedient. They didn't end up in the desert because they were obedient. Do you understand, man? So, 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 so So the first thing we have to establish in our heart is that I am an heir. And when the devil say, but you don't deserve it, you know, no, you don't. Because an heir, no matter who you are, you qualify how? By birth. Amen. Not by behavior. By birth. That's good. Amen? And the moment he, 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 he dies, it's yours. Amen. There's nothing anyone can do about it. I don't know how the law is in England, but in Denmark there is a law that by law, you, know, you, cannot be made, uh, you, not, you cannot be made in a position where you can't uh, inherit anything. Because by law, they say, if you are a child of that person, there is a, you, you shall inherit. Mm. The parents can't take you off the will. Okay? And the same with you, no one can take you off the will. No one. Because God said, the moment, you, he said, you are qualified now. Okay? So, so that's why the Word of God is so important because you have to understand when you read the Word of, La- Word of God, it brings light into what is yours. It brings light into what is yours. Okay? So, so uh, John eight twelve says, I am the light of the world. Again, Jesus spoke to him saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Amen. So when we walk with Jesus, the light starts showing and we start seeing what I have inherited. What is mine, not when I die, but what is mine when he died. Amen. Amen. When he died. So, so many of what we call the blessings, you have to then be, it's, it's referred to, especially in inheritance that was released into your hands the moment you said, Jesus, I believe I'm a sinner and I need your forgiveness and your salvation. Come and be, uh, uh, t- take, uh, take, um, uh, t- come and live in my heart. Then the moment that happens, you are a new creation. 
Now you are an heir. Okay? In the Old Testament, the blessings was released by obedience. Okay? You'll find it all the time, it says, no. Do this, and you'll do, get this. If you do this, you will get this. So you better do this. So you don't get that. Okay? But in the, in the, in the, in the New Testament, is inheritance. Because Jesus is the one who obeyed on our behalf. So when the devil tells you you can't be blessed or you can't have this or you can't do this because of, and when you can point to a long list of what you have been doing, you all, the only thing you need to do is you're not living by your righteousness, you're living by his. Amen. You're not living by your obedience, you're living by his obedience. Amen? Amen? And so, so do I say we don't need to be obedient? No, that's not what I'm saying. But the motivation of being obedient is different. We don't obey to be blessed. We obey because we are blessed. Amen? Yes. Amen? We, don't, we don't do things to get. Because we do things because we already got it. How do I know? Because I got my inheritance. Amen? And not when I die, now while I'm alive. That's why you had to be born again. Why? So that before you were dead, you couldn't get the inheritance. But when you get born again, you came alive unto God. Now you can receive your inheritance. Amen? Amen? So, 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 the, so, so the Old Testament is, is, is based on the blessing and reward for our obedience. New Testament, the blessing is a result of the obedience of Jesus. Amen. Okay? We inherit his blessing when he died. When he died. That's why you must never forget that he died. Why? Because it qualifies me. Now I am a joint heir with Christ. Amen? Amen. Healing is mine. Prosperity is mine. Contentment, joy, happiness is all mine. Why? Because he died. Amen? It's mine when? Now. You know, when you start seeing you got it, you're not going to stand in faith for it anymore. Amen? You're not standing in faith for the meal you ate yesterday, are you? I know if you are, again, we need to pray for you, but we, 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 we don't stand and pray for and stand in faith for something that we already got. And you know what? It appears so good that we are praying for. That, no, that, that feeds the religious mindset that I do something. But what we need to do is, <coughs> is not pray for, but giving thanks that I got it. Thank you that I am blessed. Thank you that I am prosperous. Thank you that I am healed. Thank you that I am made whole. Thank you that I'm not insecure. Thank you that my mind is sound. Thank you that I'm not afraid. Thank you I'm joyful. Thank you I'm 25. Yes. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> so Jerry, oh yeah, that's me. <laughs> Do you understand? Amen. You know, you, should, you, you can Google her. You should see Marilyn Hickey. She can quote the whole Bible now. Okay? She's 80 plus, and you won't believe it when you see her. You know, her mind is still sharp. She walks like, you know, she don't walk like an old person or, or something. She's not grumpy like an old person too. And, you know, her, she, you know, 
her strength is truly being renewed. Okay? That's what, when you start seeing, what, this is my inheritance. When I realize my inheritance, the life that I received, is the God life that now wants in me. Do you know God doesn't get old? Yes. I think he was clever when he said, there's no time in heaven. Which means I can't get old. When Jesus came down to earth, I don't know if he had gray hair. What's that? I've never seen this before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, so, so the world is based on... So and, and that's where... No, uh, anyway. Galatians 3.29 And if you are Christ, or if you are... Okay. When... Now notice it says, you are. Do you know that if you are, I am. Amen? Amen. If you are, I am. When? Now. If you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring. So next time you go to the GP with something and they ask, is there anything like this in your family line? Say, I don't know uh, who is in your blood. I, I, I have a great, 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 great granddad called Abraham. <laughs> and uh, he, he, he did have problems having children, but that was, but that was it. But, but he made up for it later. Okay. And you know what? This is what you need to see. You are, this is your bloodline. Amen. No, what, what is the most common thing to ask people at the hospitals or when we see is there some medical history here? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's where when I taught about the tabernacle, that with the wood, that the wild acacia wood that, that grew up in the, in the desert, that, that grew in the desert, they cut it down, they cut the roots, and then it was covered in gold. And when he was put on a foundation of silver, of redemption. So you could just say to the GP, no, Jesus, he didn't have any heart problems, high blood pressure. He didn't have any of these things. He did. Do you know what? We, we need to learn to make this our referral point. Do you understand? Yeah, but that sounds strange. Yeah, but you are in a strange world compared to where you came from. It is a different world. Don't just sit and accept it. Oh, yeah. My, my, my great-granddad had a problem with this, so now I reach his age, now I start... Uh, what happens if we just start accepting it? Yeah. And you don't need to accept it, because it's not yours. Amen? Yeah. Why? Because you are put in Christ now. Amen? Amen. Oh, Jesus did have a hot temper, did you know it? <laughs> he chased him out of the synagogue with a rope. Can you imagine that? How was the Sunday service? Uh, we, we, the pastor chased us all around church with a whip. <laughs> and when we few he didn't hit, he called him Satan. Okay. <laughs> no, but, no, I'm just joking here, okay? But you, you have to understand this, but you have to learn to refer to that because when you start getting into that mindset, into that thinking, yeah. now you can t- lay hold and claim your inheritance now. But if we always live with one leg in the world and one leg in the kingdom, the devil don't need to do too much to distract you. Because it deep inside of our flesh, of all of us, 
when you pray for something, what is the thing that the devil very often speaks to us? us he refer, he wants us to look at our own righteousness. When, when we have symptoms in our body, what do the devil wants us to do? He wants us to look at our body and not at the cross. Yeah. He, he always makes us look at ourselves. Do you understand? And not looking at him. So when, so, so when you watch the news and fear or whatever, just say, I'm redeemed from this. I'm redeemed from this. Amen? Yeah, but it can happen this way. We unredeemed for it, you know. I, uh, you know, why? Because I am not of this kingdom. Amen. I read this testimony many years ago about during the Blitz in in London during World War Two when they were bombing and when you know people they, they took refuge in the tube at night time and you know but when when that happens every night, people start getting to know one another. Just like when you take the bus in the morning, you see all the same grumpy faces every morning. <laughs> Okay, so, but, so one day we, we noticed this old woman, she didn't come. And because it was war, they thought first maybe she died. And uh, so, so after a while, uh, someone said, oh, let's go and see what happened to her. So we went up to her, knocked at her, uh, at her flat or whatever she lived in, and said, asked her, oh, we're surprised when she opened the door. I said, we thought you were dead. I said, why do you think I'm dead? Yeah, because you didn't come down to the tube every night when the air alarm sounded. I just said, you know, I just read, she found, uh, that became a revelation to her. She said, I just read in the scripture that the Lord nor sleep nor slumber. So there's no point. Both of us are staying awake. <laughs> okay? And I, I, I can tell you a story where this is really, uh, back in 90... Summer, June 92, I stayed in a hotel um, in, uh, in London. We went to this Maurice Willow conference, and, our, you know, and I think it was one of these meetings where T.L. Osborne was preaching, and he, you think I preached long? Uh, he, uh, he was long, okay? And uh, anyway, so it was very late, and in the middle of the night, I just woke up, and when I saw a demon standing next to my bed, just as clear as you standing in front of me now, and uh, and I, you know, I wasn't bold. I was just tired. I said, I said and I said, to, I said, go in the name of Jesus. And when I saw it, jump out of the window, and then into the next window at the hotel. And do you know what happened? Went that room. Two, three o'clock in the night, we woke up because there was a fire in that room. Okay? But what I'm trying to say to you is that when you start seeing your authority in Christ, in the kingdom, yeah. do you know what? Nothing can harm you. And I can remember that, that uh, they said we all had to come out of the hotel room. I couldn't be bothered. I was so tired. I wasn't bold. I was just tired. So, but nothing, so I, nothing happened. I'm still here. Okay? But... But you have to understand this, but it has to be a revelation for you that you understand nothing can harm you. Okay. Now, there is this spirit now in our society, what, what is the word, like a, a Fobodian spirit, where you always expect the worst. Mm. Oh, you never know. Mm -hmm. You never know. You know, we use phrases, we need to put something aside for a 
what a rainy day. You know, like there's nothing wrong in saving, but if the motivation is fear, it becomes wrong. We are not driven by fear. We are driven by power, love, and a sound mind. We are not being given a spirit of fear. Do you know you can talk to fear? Amen? You can even talk, so when you get scared of yourself, talk to yourself. <laughs> and when you say, go in Jesus' name, and then suddenly you see nothing in the mirror. <laughs> okay, but, but back to this thing, you are now an heir. Amen? You, you, you know, one of the things I meditated over this week is, but say, I am an heir now. Amen? Everything that is in heaven, is God has given it to me now. It's available to me now. And not in heaven, now, here. Okay? So if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. Amen? I am an heir according to the promise. Okay? So it was released, the blessing, the inheritance, when Jesus died. Do you know what is amazing about the inheritance of Jesus? He, when he died, he released it. When he was resurrected, he made sure... Uh, he, think about the one you inherit. He, 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 he rises again to make sure that you get your inheritance. Amen. So that his will get executed. Yeah. No lawyer can twist it or anything. No uncles or aunties can fight with you. Because the one you... I go, you are you're inheriting from, he makes sure you get what he decided you should have. Amen. Okay? So, it, so, so, it's, so, but religion has made us believe that the inheritance of Jesus is released when we die, mm. which is a lie. That's right. And as I said, if you think about it, it makes no sense at all. Okay? 1 Peter 1 4 to an inheritance that is imperishable undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you. Now this is where this thing has come from, where we'll get it in heaven, okay? But now, if you're reading this verse here, it says, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you. Do you know, it does not say here that you will get it when you go to heaven. It says here where it's kept. Do you, do you understand the difference? You know, it doesn't say that you will get. You can only get it when you get to heaven. It says where it's kept. In a place where no one can steal it. But it's not kept in a way that you can't touch it. Do you know that, like, you have a, do you know, you, you can't just get your money every time you go to the specific geographical Location of your bank. The location, uh, the, the location of your bank is where it's kept. But you don't need to go there to get what they're keeping. You didn't know that, Army. <laughs> I mean, you know, I remember my first bank book. I remember when when we have to. It was like a little pocket book, and when we we're writing with a pen. And then you stamp it, and so at that time you had to go there. But it, it doesn't say that 
you can only get it when you get to heaven. It just says here where your inheritance are kept. You know, which means that it's, your inheritance is not subjective to this natural world. Which means you can prosper in famine. You can be healed in illness. You can be happy in dark times. Amen. You can be you, you can be free of depression. You can you don't you know this world as I said fear the worst. You don't. You can expect the best. Amen. Because it's kept in a place where the natural circumstances will not be able to influence it. Oh, it's a recession coming. It doesn't matter because your inheritance is not subjective to the recession. Why? Because it's not kept here, it's kept there. Okay? Now, so, so, so now the next question. So how do I get it? We'll take that next week. <laughs> Are you, you want to know? No. So, so now, you, you, you probably heard it many times, and sometimes we use many phrases that no one really knows why we are using them. You know, like, for example, when I became a Christian, I, I couldn't understand. People say, the blood of Jesus washes me white as snow. And, in, you know, in my head, that makes no sense at all. How can wet make you white? So I asked someone, well, how can wet make you white? He didn't know. I said, I know. But have you so have you ever thought about why we are using the name of Jesus? Okay? The name of Jesus is the currency of heaven. So to speak. The, the name of Jesus is what connects you and releases your inheritance. On earth. Okay? That's, you know, like, for example, when first time, you know, like, when we, when we uh, went to Mauritius many years ago, and uh, the first thing that happened when, when I met Jens' parents was that they gave us a lot of Mauritian money so that we could use it in Mauritius. Have you noticed you can't use euros in England or dollars or and you have to use pounds. So that's why I carry my wallet here. <laughs> it's called kilos. <laughs> Five pounds. Oh, do you can I pay with two and a half kilo? <laughs> Amen. Have you not sure? Okay. Come and lose your pounds here. That's great. Okay, it's the same thing when you see these cash machines say, free cash. <laughs> so I've been queuing up. <laughs> okay, no, we, 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 we hear a lot of things and it becomes funny because we don't think about it. But the name of Jesus, you know, Jesus, he gave us his name. And that name is what connects us here on earth in this world, to the inheritance, our inheritance, my inheritance, that is kept in heaven. 
Now, just like your debit card, that debit card connects you to what you have in your account. Okay? That name that is on that card connects you with what is kept. <coughs> the only problem with banks here, they only guarantee to a certain amount. Okay? But in heaven, it's unlimited. Okay? He gave us, so when, so when he said, I go, I'm going to the Father, but when he said, in my name, you go and do this in my name. That is the connection that you have here in this world to what is yours in heaven. But when you say, in the name of Jesus, be healed. You connect to your, your inheritance in heaven and release it here on earth. Amen? And you know what the Bible says? That name, every name that you can mention, shall bow its knees to the name of Jesus. Meaning, that name, anything has to be subjective to that name. But because many of us have just used the name of Jesus like a, a, a magic one. Now you have to understand what that name means, how it works, how it connects you. So when you realize, when I say in the name of Jesus, I, will, I, I plug in to my inheritance that is kept in heaven and I can release it here on earth. Can you, can, can you see this? This is the connection. Okay? The, the inheritance are supposed to be spent while you are alive. Can you know, like in that sort of thing, your parents die, you inherit the money. I mean, you die, you get up to heaven, you see them. And they ask you, how did you spend the inheritance? Oh, I didn't spend it at all. I said, what? Have I been weeding bread and water and suffering for you not to spend it? Yeah. They would expect you to spend it. That's why I say to my mom, I think it's about time now, because I also get too old to spend it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm joking, okay. <laughs> okay. But you understand that the, the, you know, the inheritance is supposed to be spent. Jesus wants you to plug into it, embrace it, use it. How do I know? He said, in my name, go and lay hands on the sick. In my name, do this. No, he even said, if you pray to a father in my name, he will do it. So that your joy can be fulfilled, complete. Do you think, no, it's an amazing thing. This, but, but if you don't know what your inheritance is, and if you're living a life where it's not for now, of course you will not embrace it. That's where faith realizing is mine now. Amen? Amen. Faith is now. It's not tomorrow. That's where, so, so, so the name of Jesus is what connects you. Okay. So, so 1 Peter 1 for just tells you the place where your inheritance is kept. Okay? No, there can be natural, you know, like for example in a natural, 
you know, like a, a big crash in the 20s, the Wall Street crash in the 1920s, where money just, you know, people's savings was just wiped out, okay? That's not safe. So when he says about it's kept in heaven, it's, it's safe. It's always available. You can see, remember, uh, two, was 2008 when people were queuing outside Norway and woke up uh, because they, they, people were afraid they couldn't get their money. You know, that's why it talks about it's kept in heaven. You don't need to worry. It's there. It's available. It's available. And he says, well, so why don't you use that name I gave you? Use that name. That connects you. Okay? So we, uh, it's like, uh, so Colossians 3.24. Says three, Colossians 3.24, knowing that from the Lord Jesus you will receive inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. Knowing that from the Lord you will, you will receive, you will receive, you will receive, you have received, it's mine today. Now be bold saying it. Amen. Amen. Jerry, amen? amen. 25. <laughs> Twice, no. <laughs> so the name of Jesus is how we obtain through the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is the currency of heaven in the kingdom of God. You know, that name opens every door. That name makes heaven backs every word you're saying. Yes. Amen? Think about that name. You got the name of Jesus. Do you know in the, with the prodigal son? Remember that one of the things that happened to the prodigal son that the father he put a ring on his finger. That was one of the things the father did. That talks about authority. You know, you have to when you when you see the pope, you have to kiss his wing. Have you seen this, the pope? Can you imagine someone comes? <laughs> Bite his finger or something like that. Devout Catholic. Oh, the Pope! <laughs> okay, so you got that, that ring, that name holds authority. Now, the, the thing is that one of the things that you should do is that you need to find out, and we, we probably going, I'm going to do that over the next few Sundays, that what makes a name powerful? Okay? It's depending on who is the person. Okay? You know, some people, they are born to greatness. No, they are born with a great name. Okay? If you, depending on your family line or... Some, so some people, they, they are born with a great name, like in America, if you were born with a last name called Kennedy, okay, you are, you know, you are born with a great name, because people know who the Kennedys are, okay. Some, so some people, they are born with a great name. Some people, they got a great name through their achievements. And when other people, okay, but the great thing about Jesus, he was born with a great name. 
but he was also given a great name through achievements. And that's the name that he's given to you and me. Okay? That's the name he's given to you and me. So now, you say, but I have tried. But the thing is, don't try. Do. Don't try faith. Do faith. Okay? So, so what you should do, if you, let's say you have a headache, and you say, in the name of Jesus, go, and you still feel the headache. So the devil say, you, haha, it's still there. Because you can, what you should do is trust the name, not the headache. So when the devil speaks, you just say, la, 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 la. <laughs> you do that to any other things. Men do that. When we're wife nagging you, we men, we might not put fingers in the air, we just think in our head, la, 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 la. <laughs> you should have, la, 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 la. <laughs> okay? You know, when, when you start realizing that name, do you know, remember the first time the name was used? It was in the book of Acts when Peter and John came out of the temple. And the lame man, he was sitting at the temple, and he looked at them, and, and they said, silver and gold have, we have not. But what we have, what did he refer to now? The inheritance. So he said, so in the name of Jesus, connection was made. Can you see that? Stand up. And then he was disobedient, because he didn't just stand up, he was, he was wanting to. But can you see how we used it? Can you see what? You know, they didn't have all the revelation that you and I had. They didn't have Paul's letters. He's not been saved yet. Yeah, but they had the name. Yeah. They had the name. They had the name of Jesus. And Jesus, because Jesus, I, he gave them, this is my name. Amen. So it's like when you, I don't know if you have the courage. You know, like, when, I mean, if you, I don't know, when, when, when if, if you send someone somewhere to do something, and you say, here is my card. Okay? You're not there, but the card, your card is. And that card can do the same as if you were there. All you need to know is the code. I could make an example. No, I don't want to do that here. But, but you understand? And Jesus said, this is my name. Amen. So that's why Mark, Matthew, said, go and preach my name. I, I, I might not be here physically, but I left you my name. Which means that the way I could plug into heaven... While I was walking here, so can you. Yes. While you're walking here. Yes. Amen? Amen? Think about that. You know, this is, but, but the name of Jesus has just been made so some kind of uh, magic one, which, oh, in the name of Jesus. No, you need to understand who is the person. Yeah. So that you can have faith in that name. Yeah. And even the world knows there is power in the name of Jesus. Do you understand? When the world does not say, Oh Buddha. Yeah. 
we don't say that. Or, oh, Muhammad, we don't say that. Because there is no power in any other name than the name of Jesus. So when you say, so, so, in the, so if you go through the book of Acts, you will see in the early church, they came to fellowship in that name. Do you know that? The, uh, actually, I was actually amazed about that. I didn't realize it. That they actually didn't pray for the sick. They just healed them yeah. in the name. Yeah. If you have a credit card, you have a PIN code, you don't need faith. Just punch in the numbers. Okay? Once you know what is behind the name yeah. of the one who gave it, once you find out your inheritance... Amen? Amen. You, you are not called to be in lack. Right. Amen? You are not called. Your destiny is not to be in need. Yeah. Your destiny is not to be melancholic. Mm. Your destiny is to be happy, joyful. I came across a verse the other day. You know? uh, I wrote it on my phone. But, uh, see, I think I can find it here. Oh yeah, Psalms 4-7, it says, You have put more joy in my heart. Amen? Amen. God can put joy in your heart. How does he do that? He puts a mirror in front of you. (laughs) (laughs) When you become not just happy, (laughs) okay, he put more joy in my heart. This is David saying, King David, you have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. So, you know, you probably, if you ever heard someone wins the lottery, oh yeah, yeah. God has put more joy. It's a part of your inheritance. Peace is a part of your inheritance. Do you know what? It's interesting. Jesus could not die. Do you know that? He gave his life. He couldn't be killed. That's why he could sleep during the storm in the boat. Do you know that? When you realize you cannot die, do you know all the dying you've done was what you did the moment you received Jesus, your Savior and Lord. When you go to heaven, it's just like taking another step on the stairs. And when you are in heaven. You know, if you lose the fear of death, you can do anything. The reason for why people are, you know, people are not afraid of flying. Do you understand? They are fi- afraid of dying. Actually, it's not the dying that is the problem. It's the process. <laughs> but, but the thing is, when you realize that you, you have done all the dying you need to do. Because his death became your death. Amen? Amen. His death became your death. There's nothing to be afraid of. Amen? Only good things will come your way. Okay? Only good things. But I can't see it. Only good things can come your way. If not, you, you, know, you heard the phrase that if someone gives you lemon, make lemonade. 
Do you know that some of what we call the greatest successes in the world is actually the, st the starting point was not necessarily what you would say a good starting point. No, you know Levi's jeans. You know that's Jewish. You know that that's a Jewish tailor who made jeans for the people who was um, digging for gold. But you know, you know, if you know that they say in traditional, of course, this is generalizing. They say that the tailors, the bankers, and the jewelers—they're all Jewish. Of course, it's a generalization. But you know how, why it became like that? It was through the Spanish Inquisition. Where the Spanish king, he said to the Jewish people, you can only do these three kinds of trades. Okay? Banking, because at that time, Christians believed that you cannot take, make, take interest because of what the Bible says. Okay? So, so they looked at it as a dirty business. And mining, of course, that was not there. And tailoring, this was for women. So these three, but the Jewish people made all three of them success. Do you understand? And I'm telling you that if you start seeing the world in that light, no matter what comes, it's all things works out for good for those who love him. Why? Because you got the name. Amen? Amen? No, like Cuba. When we, I, know, I don't know if we, you know, we used to say that Cuba, because of a trade embargo from America, so we, no American goods could be sold in Cuba. And, and uh, so, so the West, we, they all looked at Cuba and say it was a bit backwards and so on and so forth. And you see these old cars from the 50s driving around there and so on. But the thing was that because of the, the trade embargo, Cuba had no influence of American junk food. So the Cubans were the healthiest people. Because there was a limitation of petrol, what did they do? They were riding a bike. So they were healthier. So what they called a curse was actually a blessing. Amen? No, you, all things worked out for good and in you have his name. Do you know that what, what, what is this verse? The name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous runs into it and is safe. Amen? Amen? You got his name there. John 14, 13. Someone in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't look at me, it's you who's laughing. <laughs> it's, my thoughts are pure. <laughs> so he says, and what, now notice this again, this is Jesus speaking. This is Jesus speaking to you. And whatever you ask, now underline whatever, or what you should do, Write in a notebook, whatever, and then fill out the page, or maybe a whole book, what whatever includes. You know, sometimes it's good to be specific. Okay? So he says, whatever you ask in my name, 
whatever you ask in my name. Now notice the promise he says here. That I will do. Amen. Amen. Jesus says, whatever you ask in my name. It's basically handing you and I, now I know it's outdated now, but it's basically to hand you and I a blank check. You write the amount. Okay? Whatever you do, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. That I will do. Why? That the Father, which is God, may be glorified in the Son. So, you glorify God when you ask. Think about that. Try and give thought of it. You glorify your Heavenly Father when you ask. You glorify your Heavenly Father when you ask. Why? You recognize the death of Christ. You recognize I have access to my inheritance. But religion has turned into the devil say, you glorify God when you don't ask. How, how does he say that? Uh, I don't need too much. Uh, I just need, I'm just happy with what I have. Just for my needs and a little bit extra. <laughs> when I'm happy. Okay? Do you understand? That's how the devil comes in. And you know what? For, for our flesh, that sounds being pious. Oh, you see, that preacher, he comes in this private plane. Okay. We can have all sorts of thoughts like that. Now I don't, you know, like, now I never understood why you would want a private plane. It's better to pay an airfare and let someone else take care of the maintenance. Okay. But, but you understand, but you glorify God when you ask. But what, another part of it, is that when you ask, it's also a recognition of who he is. You know, if you go, I don't know, if you go down on the street here, and there's someone who lives on the street here, a beggar, you, you, you would not go to that person and say, excuse me, can you give me a million pounds? Why? Because you know he wouldn't have it. Or you might not know. And you say, ta-da, yeah, it's me. <laughs> okay, but do you, like, so, so when you and I, we ask God in the name of Jesus, it's actually our asking becomes a part of our worship. What is worship? To recognize who he is. Amen. Amen? But religion have turned it around. It's holy not to ask. It's holy just to survive. But Jesus never, you know, Jesus did not, you know, being born again is not that you're entering into a survival camp or desert island or something like that or whatever. No. 
He, he, he said in John 10, 10, He came to give life more abundantly. You know, the only limitation that we have is between our ears. I can see the brother is coming in a Rolls Royce next Sunday. <laughs> if I can't buy it, I'll steal one. <laughs> and then I'll ask forgiveness afterwards. <laughs> no, but, you know, but the thing is, the limit, you know what, it's, it's my thinking that limits me in obtaining everything that Jesus has made accessible for me. Yeah. Do you know what? There's, a, there's an amazing scripture in the Bible where it talks about that God can do far beyond what you can think. So when you think it's impossible, it's possible. Because the Bible says, he can do far beyond what you can imagine. Amen. Amen? How did that name? Amen. Amen? You, can, you, you can read through the book of Acts. It's amazing how we, how, that, how we use the name of Jesus. But that name, they realize, is as if Jesus is there physically himself. Okay? Amen. So whatsoever you ask in my name... That I will do. Do you know what? You don't need to be in doubt anymore. Will Jesus do it? Sometimes he heals. Sometimes he don't. No. You don't. No. Healing always comes. But healing is not always received. And the reason why it's not received is because of our thinking. If our thinking is that sometimes he heals, sometimes he don't. It's, you're better off buying a lottery ticket. Sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. Most likely you don't win. Have you ever stood behind a queue of someone who needs to buy these tickets and scrap cards? And, oh yeah, I need two of number five, and then three of number v and four of this, and five of that, and, and two for tonight, and four for tomorrow. I said, what? I'm just amazed. I, say, I think that poor guy who's standing behind the desk, he knows all the four or five things. And you know what? They don't win anything. Okay? Anyway, so uh, what I will do, that the Father may be glorified. And then he repeats it again. In verse 14. If you, that's you. If you, that's you. What's your name? You. So, uh, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. He repeats it. Have you noticed anything you repeat is important? And because you don't want them to forget. Remember. Yeah, you said it yes, five minutes ago. Yeah, but remember. Yeah, but you said it. Remember. This is what Jesus say. Ask. Acts 20, 32. And now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Now notice what he's saying here. And now I commend you to God. Now this is, and, 
and to the word of, of his grace. To the word, you know, the gospel is the word of grace, the word of redemption, the good news. Not like a to turn or burn. That's not the gospel. Okay? No, he said, to the word of his grace, what is the word of his grace? What does it do? It is able to build you up. And not only that, to give you the inheritance. That's why we have to preach the good news. Amen? That's why it's so sad to see so many Christians that they're trying to be more like Old Testament. You know, we need to do this, we need to do this. No, 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 no. it's, it's, it's the word of grace that builds you up. It's again, my people get destroyed for the lack of redeeming knowledge of him. No, why, why do we not pray about a thing sometimes? Because we in our heart have doubts about that will Jesus help? Because there is a voice in our head that says to us, it's your own fault. But that voice is not God's. That voice is the devil. What, what does that voice do? It refers to your self-righteousness. But I'm not dependent on my righteousness. I'm dependent on his. Uh, I, I, you know, what we are is not by achievement. What we are is by his achievement. Amen? Amen. Uh, but, but the devil says, yeah, but, but, but remember the blood. Unless you say something, he can't see you. Yeah. He just sees the blood. And he just says something and hopes someone will answer him back from behind the blood. You're nothing. I mean, he's waiting. I mean, someone says, I am nothing. <gasps> ha ha. Let's go over here. Okay? Think about it. You have an, uh, the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance. Amen. To give you the inheritance. You access by when you hear God is willing. God is a good God. Amen? Amen. Do you know that one of the, you know, it's a strange world we're living in, especially in the church, the religious world, is that <coughs> one of the biggest attacking points on the late old Roberts, do you know what it was? He started up every sermon he preached was, he, say, he was saying, God is a good God. And people got angry. Do you know what? When you preach healing, Many sick people get angry at you. <laughs> when you preach prosperity, the poor people get angry at you. Now, it, it makes no sense at all. If, if, you know, if you are sick and you're here, I don't need to be sick. I should be rejoicing. I should be rejoicing to know if I'm sick that this is not God's will for me. Amen? If, if sickness, as someone have uh, some people teaching, is that it is to teach you something, I'm telling you, every hospital is a center of rebellion against God. Even your own body. You know, the body has a healing mechanism in itself. Okay? So, so 
So he commends them to the message of his grace, a message that is able to build you up. If you want to be strong in God, just look at his goodness. Look at his goodness. Look at his goodness. That is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance. Do you know, it's yours today. Amen? It's yours today. Imagine, it's yours today. I don't know what situation, what circumstance, it's yours, it's available today. Imagine that, it's yours today. Everything that Jesus has is yours today. How do I know? I look at the cross, he died. And I was going through some papers, I saw my mom's will in, in the papers. And so everything that she has is not mine. Why? She's still alive. Do you understand? When I read through the Bible, everything is mine. Why? Because he's died. Because he died. Okay? So the devil, he wants you, you know, the devil will not disagree about that you have an inheritance. Do you understand? He will just say, no, the inheritance is in the future. No, the devil will not disagree with you that God heals. He will just say, but he doesn't heal everyone. Yeah. The, the devil doesn't say, disagree with you about prayer, but he will say, pray for it. Yeah. When the Bible say, give thanks for it. Yeah. But the devil say, no, no, I think you should pray for it. Yeah, Do you know what? And it sounds really good. You might even think it's the Holy Spirit. Do you know, we, we might say, no, that's where, do you know, uh, you heard about the Welsh revival. Have you heard about that? They say this was the biggest outpouring of the Holy Spirit since the day of Pentecost. Even BBC had a TV night of celebrating the 100th anniversary of the Welsh revival. And do you know what happened in the first meeting? There was five people with you and Roberts. And most of them was nearly falling asleep. And then, after the meeting, he said, that's it. And then he went down to the newspaper and said, revival is here. Because he was not praying for, he gave thanks for. Yes. Can you see the difference? But you know, it sounds very similar. Yeah. I pray for my healing, no, give thanks for your healing. I pray for prosperity. No, give thanks for your prosperity. Amen. Amen. You know, this is where the devil, had, had, he, he's not disagreeing that you should pray. Of course you should pray. Of course you should pray for things. Are you not a Christian? Oh yeah. I'm a, and when he called me, you have not because you pray not. But prayer is not to pray for. Prayer is to give thanks for. Amen. So, so that's, that's, what, that's, that's what he wants you to do. And that's what we had to learn to do. So we give thanks that I have received. I give thanks. I don't know. Because it's already mine. Amen. The moment he said it is finished. That's it. But, we lit, but that's where we have to open our eyes. So that we don't get distorted by religion. So that we... No, if you, let's say you have a debit card and your code is... Because you're very original. One, two, three, four. 
<laughs> okay, it's spent one of you. <laughs> okay. But and you go and put your card in a machine, and you point you 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 do one two three five. Nothing happens. It's only one digit's difference. And that's the illustration that you should take when we say we pray for or we give thanks for. It's very similar, but it's a world of difference. Do you understand that? And, and we can, why can we give thanks for? Because we have already received it. Amen? So I say, in the name of Jesus, be healed. And now from that moment we say, thank you. I am healed. Thank you. I am blessed. Thank you. I am prosperous. They asked me Wigglesworth one day and said, How, Mr. Wigglesworth, how are you? So he said, So he spoke to himself in third person. I never asked Mr. Wigglesworth how he is. I tell Mr. Wigglesworth how he is. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But because of we not been taught that way, so we, and when we 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 nearly done it the right way all the time, but not got the results. But prayer is not to pray for; prayer is to give thanks for. Amen. Okay. And as I said to you, just to get into the habit, just start out every day. If you don't know anything else to say, just say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And as long as you are in prayer, you are saved. Remember when I did the Talit, you know, the four corners of the prayer shawl, it's the name of God. Amen. And when we say that when, you know, the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and are safe, so when the Jewish person covers himself in the Talit, he, he's safe because he's in the name of God. So what is a New Testament time? What does it mean to be in the name of one into the name it is when as long as you praying you cannot lose it so as long as you say thank you jesus i am healed you cannot die sick Amen. as long as you keep saying thank you jesus as long as you are in prayer the devil cannot touch you Amen. Do, you, do you see this the devil cannot touch you but the problem is that many have not been trained to do this so they start out saying thank you jesus but then something happened, I said, oh, maybe. That's where it needs to be more, it needs to not just be in your head, but it also needs to be in your heart. Good, yeah. And you know, that needs to be preached a lot just to get it down here. Yeah. Do you know what? I'll finish with it. One thought I had the other day is that the whole foundation of Christianity is forgiveness. Okay, that, that's the foundation of Christianity. And then I ask myself, but why do we have so many people in church today who are struggling with shame? No, oh, no a, a bad self-image, so, because they maybe have done something somewhere, sometime, whatever. Because, and yet we heard the message of forgiveness many times. Okay? And as, lo as long as the devil can keep you in that position, right. you cannot come boldly in before the throne of God. Because you will always feel you don't belong there. 
But you do. That's the truth. And that's why we need to preach this more and more and more. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Not just any word of God. The word of his grace. Amen. Amen? Yes. So, we, we, so we, we, this is a part of the last two Sundays and I will carry on. Because of we are going to get all that God has yes, supplied for us. Amen? Yes, we are. So, um, so you're welcome to, you want me to make space for your Rolls Royce next Oh, as you say, oh, the show can do that. <laughs> I never understood why someone would want to spend a fortune on a Rolls Royce and then pay someone else to drive it. <laughs> what? It makes no sense. Anyway, Father, in the name of Jesus, uh, we, we ask for revelation. We ask for 